Hi there, professionals. Thanks for joining me on my new exciting podcast series, Industry Insights with me, DPDS. This series will take a look at stories from entertainment industry professionals from all sectors of the industry. It will be compiled with various levels of experience and will really indulge in a journey of their careers and utilize their stories and experience to help influence current professionals in the industry or total newcomers wanting to get into the industry. If you are new here, thanks for joining us. I'm grateful to have you listening. If you enjoy the episode, please consider subscribing connect our community across social media for those that have been here before welcome back here's what we've got in store for you today hello hello good morning good afternoon good evening wherever you might be in the world and welcome back to industry insights with me dpds very very excited with the guest that i have coming on today is actually um a friend from school uh, I know that's many, many moons ago and trying to remember it, um, but been a fantastic professional in the industry uh, with lots of stories and experiences to share. Uh, so welcome to Industry Insights singer and dancer Celestine. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Darren. Lovely to be here. I know. I think the last time we actually saw each other was like in two year 2000 or something like that. Oh my gosh, that's going way back. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I haven't seen you since school, but I have followed like your your journey as well, and it's just been and it's been so lovely to see. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so welcome to the show. Um, as you know, we're going to be speaking to industry professionals, all different backgrounds, and sharing their stories. Um, and yours has been a great one. Uh, you know, as a singer and, uh, you know, dancer, recording, all of that kind of stuff that we want to dive into. So I'm going to throw it over to you. We're going to go right back. Just tell everyone, you know, a little bit about yourself, um, what you do now in the profession. Um, and then we'll go back to the beginning. Okay, wow, that is quite a task. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I am a, a singer, songwriter, and dancer. Um, I, I've trained mainly in traditional West African dance, West African and South African dance. Um, and uh, from the age of about thirteen, I guess I've been I've been singing semi professionally, and then went into it f- professionally um, through college. Um, I had a, a, gr- a great start, I guess, with local talent shows um, that really just helped to build up my confidence and and my clarity about knowing what I wanted to do. And then I went on to some a televised program called Star for a Night. And I think that oh, was... Yes, like, we're, gonna, we're yeah. definitely going <laughs> to dive, dive into that one. Um, so, that. so right now, working as a obviously like say professional singer and dancer, and mm-hmm. that's you know you are you've been touring the world, doing different events, um, but you are Bristol born and raised. That's right. Yeah, and I'm still based here as well. So it's like my family are here, and um, it's just it's great that I can travel to all corners of the earth and just come back home, and I've got my base here. The sunny old Bristol. Well, not at the moment, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh, raining heavily outside right now, right now. Well, uh, yeah, thanks for kind of talking about it. But let's go back then because we want to talk about your journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned there, uh, you know, about school and college. So go back to, you know, you started off singing that you mentioned around 13 um, and how that progressed and then what you did in regards to education and training. Yeah. Well, I, I always loved music and I knew from a, an earlier age, even like before secondary school, when I had more opportunities to perform, um, I just knew that I wanted to be in the entertainment business and I was dead set on it. I told my parents exactly what I wanted to do and they they said, well, OK, it is a really tough industry. Um but we're behind you. And that's really all I needed. I mean, I, to be quite honest, I don't think I needed their approval. I just wanted to let right. them know what they were in for. <laughs> but um, yeah, you, were, you were quite strong minded. I, I, I was quite, yeah, I was quite <laughs> strong minded. Um, and I was even more so then. Um, but uh, then moving through to secondary school, like I said, there were more opportunities and it's such a, it's such a funny space, isn't it? Secondary school, because you're finding yourself, you're kind of like, um, a lot of the things that you have a passion for can, can kind of die, but 
but mine didn't and I think I was quite lucky to have um people around me friends around me that kept that that performing spark alive I mean because you know I know I was dramatic I mean I think we we all we both were we both were we both were (laughs) oh my gosh but we were not the only ones okay (laughs) no no we were you know like I'm I'm sure there were people who were like definitely a notch higher but anyway um it, it was the I maintained that love for music through through school, and some of my fondest memories, Darren. Honestly, I can remember us performing as well. Yeah, and I can remember you saying, "No, we should do this song," and you were like, "And I was like, well, I don't know. Like, no, we're going to do this song." Um, didn't, didn't we sing like Mariah Carey or something? And boy, was it Boys to Men, One Sweet Day, or oh something my like God. that? Yes, we sang that, and we did um, Mel C and Brian Adams. Oh yeah, yeah, we yeah. did love that song. Yeah, yeah, and I just, I remembered that the other day, and I was like, yeah, I've started singing it. But um, so through so left um secondary school, went to performing arts, um, went to college and studied in performing arts, and that was great. And I had amazing um teachers who became mentors who ultimately were like my closest friends by the time I left school and um, left college and during that time my first year of college I, I, I went for an audition and thinking really nothing of it you know through my mum's guidance she said oh there's this audition going on for a show do you fancy doing it I was like yeah sure went ad- along did the audition and uh, like I said thought nothing of it one day I was in a class um, and it was like the beginning of the term. So we were all very new and doing ice breaking sessions. And my yeah. teacher said, okay, everyone close your eyes. And I remember this. Do you remember this? Oh God. Yeah. And, I, uh, I remember closing my eyes. And <laughs> like, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> and so I closed my eyes and by the time when he said open open your eyes open my eyes and there was this massive shining light in my face and it was it was a moment where I was like what the heck is going on and then uh, Jane McDonald steps around from the camera and says oh you just made it you're on star for a night <laughs> yeah I remember all of us just thinking what is happening here like we yeah. heard all this noise there was a camera and it took us a few seconds to be like that's Jay McDonald. Right. Like, uh, and then I remember us just being so elated for you, but oh. just like didn't know what was happening. You were so like overwhelmed. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. I know, that's amazing. So that happened. You found out you were on the show. Um, and then tell us a little bit about what yeah. happened next with the show. Mm. Well, then I went on to, um, to perform on the show and I did um, Feeling Good which by Nina Simone, which to this day, remains one of my favorite songs just i just absolutely love the the lyrics and everything it stands for and she's also one of my biggest influences so it was great to be able to go on a show and even at that age um without truly knowing all of who i am i was yeah. still able to to showcase the parts that were certain it does that make yeah. sense so, yeah so um, you were you, you were 17 at the time you know and suddenly on at the time was the nation's biggest talent show yeah uh, i think it was on a saturday evening i think if yeah. i remember uh 17 and i remember actually you, when you first went on there and you performed and even like the you just seemed so mature you had this uh, fantastic dress on i remember <laughs> your hair was so different to what we were used to seeing at school and i was like wow and like you just were so mature and the song like you mentioned is such a mature fantastic song yeah. um and i think that's why everyone connected with it so much and i just remember looking at you thinking like wow I mean, you know, like literally you think that the 80s didn't have anything on like the styling that went on (laughs) (laughs) because you're right. I had like, I mean, the dress was good. It was like a throwback, I guess, to kind of Shirley Bassey, I think in terms of the the drama of the the dress was just gorgeous and and my hair was like kind of curled to the max. I mean, it couldn't get any curlier and poofed up anymore. And you had eyeshadow. Like you had never seen you with eyeshadow I, on before. Yeah, well, heavy, heavy makeup. I mean, geez, <laughs> I think I've got that show to thank for my um, for some of my styling now. Um, and 
it was just i would just remember being so nervous that and and this is the thing i've always suffered from really like acute nerves i've always had that and um but then but it hasn't stopped me from wanting to you know to get up on stage or or record or whatever but they're always there and and i guess to me it's become now as a kind of um reassurance like it's it's okay once yeah. you get through the first like eat, whether it's a walk but maybe it's a hum once you get through that first part and you're into the flow you'll be fine and and that's really what it was um when i stepped out on the stage it was almost like an out of body an out and yeah. inner body experience and um so i i performed and i won that regional that regional show and then i went on to the national um show which yeah. was amazing and that, that's like the grand final the right? grand when final everyone... yeah that's right that's right and so this was uh the call-in so this was like before um i think we had pop idol that came up afterwards yeah. and then you know everything else so this was like before that because it was after stars in their eyes where you dress up as somebody impersonate an artist this one star for a night was where you are yourself singing another person's song another and the, the the grand prize for winning this show uh, yeah. for anyone listening and didn't know the show was you would win uh, you would get to perform at the Vo Vo royal variety performance right that's right yeah that's right that's right so um so i won the grand final and that in its again was another moment of uh, just disbelief and i just remembered hearing my name uh or no i think i think it was the numbers that came in first and i've never been great with maths but the, the i remember i remember <laughs> uh, i had a little research today as well but at that time this amount of votes was like uh, amazing like the show i think uh, had registered more than a million but you won i think it was about 137,000 votes um out of the 11 finalists because it was i think it was quite close between you and one other correct I'm I think so I'm not uh, yes I think you're right because that's where the confusion came I think I don't think you they, were very unsure if you'd won yeah because they didn't say oh and the winner is they said yeah. like I think they they said the numbers and then I was in my head right there and said I was calculating what does that mean like like <laughs> Yeah. Like, where so you, am I? <laughs> do you finally grasp the numbers i mean we were never good at maths i think we were always dancing and singing on the tables probably yeah that's why we probably didn't work with the maths but you hit you finally realized you've got the numbers and you've won like yeah can you remember can you remember what that feeling was like yeah because i i saw in my mum's eyes i i looked up to her and she was looking back at me and she was like you you've you've done it like you won like it's you and my i can yeah. remember my family up there in the crowd uh, you know but i remember like her eyes particularly connecting with mine and her telling me you it's you and i was like yeah and it was honestly one of the most like reliving it right now i i i don't really talk about it that much now actually but but reliving it is making me feel really emotional and just really happy. I was just really ecstatic and I just felt really proud and I felt, I just felt really happy. Deep. Yeah, happy. it was, it was an amazing experience. And I remember I was, I was supposed to come to the grand find you had a space, but I couldn't come. Yeah. And I remember having to then watch it um, on the telly and just, we remember like me and my mum were like dancing around the living room. Aww. Like, because it's so emotional. And like you say, you were so emotional. And what a journey from, you know, your mum saying one day, look, there's a, a, an audition for this show. I think you should do it. And then suddenly you've been through all these rounds, you've won, and then you're, you're the winner of this, you know, massive talent show. It's amazing. Yeah. It, it it really is and i think that from the thing that's kind of stayed with me from there actually is that i've whenever i hold a lot of expectations onto something there's always that there's always that added pressure and mm. and with that whole process and others like it that i've had in my life where i've kind of just said whatever it's going to be is going to be you know, obviously it yeah. would be nice. There, there are ideas that it would be nice, but whatever <laughs> it's going to be is going to be. 
and um and it's really served me quite well um i think leading up to to my whole career throughout my whole career yeah amazing so like as we mentioned the uh, you know to win that unfortunately it wasn't a million dollars like <laughs> these days it seems to be a lot of, no, a lot of money money involved <laughs> but you got to um go and perform at the royal variety performance um and the, the same song um and tell us a little bit about that i mean did who did you meet what was the experience like well i mean that experience was great the the star for night experience was also great and um in terms of working with um this composer called mike dixon who's a renowned um musical theater musician com composer in his own right and he uh did the music and the orchestration for feeling good and mm -hmm. when i tell you it was like listen like listening back to what all these amazing musicians had created because i remember going to um i think it was whitfield studios in london and there was this orchestra set up and he was conducting them and they said okay are you ready to go in the booth and i was like yeah <laughs> absolutely <laughs> not <laughs> I, was just, I was just processing that all of these people are here to make this to make this amazing record you know with me yeah and um and going into the into the vocal booth i'd, I'd had a bit of it recording experience um for sure but this was like like nothing um it was like what i i imagined it you know and so um so through to then um the royal variety show mike dixon was still on board so that was really lovely having that familiarity um through and he was just really proud of me as well and really supportive and um how was your first take <laughs> my first well, you know i would be petrified oh my god i i'm trying to think if i can if i can even remember maybe i blanked it out maybe it was awful and i blanked it out i don't know it's a blur <laughs> it, it, it really is a blur but i just remember performing it um on the royal variety show and that was also a bit of a blur but i can remember westlife Westlife. I, I think it was because Westlife, I think, were performing for the grand final show. Okay. Of, of Star for Night. And then I think they were performing um, on, then they were performing on the Royal Variety Show. And the, the one, oh gosh, I, I cannot, I don't know the names, but the one with brown hair, I thought that actually was quite cute. And he, like, <laughs> <laughs> Mark, was it Mark? Is it Mark with brown hair? Maybe. Oh, I don't know. The one or Shane, he... Mark or Shane. Did Shane lead? Did he sing lead a lot of the time? There was two. Oh, there was uh, Mark, two. And, Mark and Shane that did the leads. Like Mark, I always thought was like the more of the riffer, like singer, and Shane was more, you know, bog standard, but they had brown hair. Clearly, I was a fan. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't the one who did a lot of riffs. I know, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, the other one, Shane. Shane. So Shane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> he spoke to me after, and he said, "Well done. You were amazing in that gorgeous Irish accent. My gosh." And um, anyway, that's another. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely re reliving that now. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Shirley Bassey was performing. <clears throat> Wow. I didn't get to meet her, but I met Lionel Richie and he was like, well done. He said, that was fantastic. He said, I cannot wait to meet you again. And I was like, inside there's this whole narrative going on. But, yeah. you know, but what actually comes out is thank you. Oh, that's, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's probably well, best at the time, uh, you know, because I can be so awkward in those environments, meeting famous people it is not comfortable for me it's just not yeah yeah well, everyone seems to react very differently you know it's it's odd isn't it they're, they're just regular people they're but just you know regu they're just regular people but i think that for me um uh, you know and to be honest maybe i'm just awkward in general maybe a little bit awkward in general and that you know whether you're famous or not this situation could happen <laughs> yeah so did you meet um who was who was there f from the royals performing that night i can't remember um well so it was uh, I can remember that Shirley Bassey was performing and Lionel Richie and um, Westlife. And I, I don't know. 
I have a feeling that Craig David was like on the bill, but I could be completely wrong. Um, yeah. And what about the, the royal family itself? Do you remember uh, who was there? Yeah. So the queen was there. The queen was there and, um, and uh, Prince Charles was there. Or was it Prince Charles and Camilla? I can't. Um, mm. What, did, what I did, do did... know is that I what I do know is that after the performances, we uh, behind the curtains when the, the thick velvet curtains dropped down, and we all lined up, all of the artists lined up, and Prince Charles came and he shook all of our hands, and um, and he was very warm. That's the thing that I remember about him. His whole demeanor was very warm. Um, when he shook yeah. my hand and and said thank you so much and and congratulations and then moved on, so um so that was that was really lovely and then uh, maybe a, a few or several years later I performed for his birthday, uh, there was, his sixtieth right yeah that's right and so and he remembered me and and that wow. was really and that was really lovely. Yeah, I read an article about you. We'll talk a little bit more about another experience you have coming up, but uh, he'd uh, you'd performed for him and he'd kind of given you the thumbs up, apparently. So we'll talk about that on your uh, next experience. Um, so suddenly you're catapulted, you know, from, you know, Bristol Performing Arts College with me. And then suddenly you're on this big show, you're on the Royal Variety performance, you know, watched by millions. Um and then suddenly you have to go back to reality. And I, I think at the time we still, you still had a year left of performing arts college. Yeah. Talk to us about now after the variety show, what happened next? Did you suddenly feel like this is it? I'm going to, I'm going to break into the, the music industry. Talk, talk to us through that. Mm, well, I mean that, that in itself, I, I'm trying to recall how I felt, but I know that, that I definitely felt like, normal when I came back nothing really changed for me because <clears throat> you would think that you know there was all of this this whirlwind of amazingness and the accomplishment of that was still with me you know and it stayed with me but um but when I came back you know I was right in the thick of um getting on with college and I and I can remember actually one of my one of my tutors, I don't know if you remember, I'm not, maybe I won't name names. <laughs> I only remember two. It's like Pietro, Pietro. And, and, and Jill. And Jill, yeah. Uh, and you know, they were at the finals, at the grand finals. Oh, and they, amazing. And they have, you know, life lifelong friends. Um, Obviously, Pietro, rest in peace. Um, yeah, sadly. Yeah. But um, one of, I can remember one of the tutors um, kind of, I think because I'd missed obviously some lessons whilst doing the the filming. For the most part, everybody was really understanding, but there was this one teacher. He was just like, "Well, I'm giving you like a low a low mark." And I and in hindsight, you know what? I think I probably deserved it because I think before that I probably wasn't um, putting in as much as I was capable of. Right, you know, so distracted. Yeah, but but I don't think it had anything to do with the show. I just think it was to do with my personality at the time and being easily distracted by like people, you know, classmates. So there was that. But I but at the time, I did feel like I did feel it was pers. I took it personally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, so so yeah, but um, but yeah, it went straight back to kind of normal life on the on the whole schooling front and. And I really loved, I really loved being at college. Um, that was, you know, those were really good years. And during that time, I was approached by a record company, um, a record executive from Sony. And yeah. So whilst I was studying, I was also, my family were also negotiating a recording deal with him. No management, just him and like these amazing lawyers that I had at the time. And so it was always very interesting traveling up to London, looking at contracts, coming back, back at school, home. And um, it, and that just became normal. That it felt mm -hmm. it didn't feel like, oh, overwhelming. It just felt like this is this was just life. 
Yeah, and you you eventually did sign to Sony, if I'm correct. Yeah. Talk to us about that experience, and obviously being seventeen, eighteen, you know, kind of as young singers, this, everyone always thinks I want to be a recording artist, get a record deal, and suddenly it's happened. Uh, and with Sony, talk to us about that. Yeah, and you know, from a young age, I I think from the moment I told my parents that I wanted to to be a performer, I had also set my my goal that by the time I was 18 I wanted to be signed I actually I actually put that out to the universe I said I want to be signed I mean little did yeah. I know what that came with but um but nonetheless I had achieved that goal so I felt another sense of accomplishment and a kind of um I don't know I, f I felt like wow okay so if you work really hard and if you kind of have a focus, then things are achievable. So that was quite empowering for me as a young person. Do you think that, you know, being, uh, say, on a show that, you know, catapulted to, to where you were, as opposed to, you know, not having that um, sort of uh, experience mm. or people getting to know you that way would it do you think it would be a lot more difficult for a singer you know an artist trying to get signed without that or do you think it can it can either way it can be easier or it can have more hardship because actually they know you or and you're kind of uh, pigeoned into one hole of being a type of singer mm, that's a really great question it's a really great question and and my honest answer is i really don't know what what would have um you know come about for me if I hadn't done the shows bearing in mind that I wasn't relying on those shows um to get to my goal like because when I wasn't doing the televised stuff I was still um you know doing local talent shows and performing here and there um I was working with local producers and people who you know had big and ideas and ambitions for themselves and felt that I would also add to that um, so I was constantly working. Do, I was doing backing vocals for um, other artists. And this was all at a young age. This was, you know, so this was during, uh, I think I was maybe 14, between 14 and, and upwards. I was doing all of these things in the background, um, mm -hmm. the background of Star for a Night, I should say. And then when I did Star for a Night and I came back home, um, I was still a part of this same talent show that had helped to bring me up. And I went back to, to coach the younger children that were coming up. So I don't know the trajectory of my career, right. but I do know that I would have, I would have kept on working and eventually I would hope that something would break through. Now, in terms of being on this show and being viewed as, well, actually, at the time, I think a lot of people didn't know how to view me because I was this young black singer, young black girl, and I was singing jazz. Yeah. I wasn't singing. Yeah. I wasn't singing R and B or even or pop. But you know, mainly then it was kind of like you're young, you're black R and B. But right. but what I was singing, I was singing jazz, which shouldn't be, and it should never have been such a a shock for anyone to see that but it was because don't forget this was before like the katie mellua and before amy winehouse before jazz yeah. and blues became you know kind of more accessible for for our generation um so for me i was very happy with where that song placed me as an artist because it was out of the ordinary yeah. Right, no one was really doing that at that exactly, time. and so I could go, I could go in either direction. And when I first signed with Sony, the team that I had with me, um, they seemed very clear. They they kind of they saw me as a kind of modern day, um, kind of like you know Shirley Bassey. They knew I had the pipes. They knew I had the voice. And bless my singing teacher, she was just such a champion for me. She was always saying, "Look." You, you're not going to force this girl. She's young and she has an amazing voice and she has this amazing range right now, but just wait until she's in her thirties when then wait and then wait until she's in her forties. 
So, you know, so whilst you may want this big payoff right now, this is a long-term artist that you're dealing with. And she would drive that home to them all the time. And so they uh, they were then looking at, okay, looking at, you know, big songs, the uh, um, dramatic, soulful songs. That was cool with me. But then something happened within the make the makeup of the company and they switched teams. They changed teams to what um i guess most would consider a like a younger um a younger team yeah. and for me for me it didn't work because there was a lot of kind of like expectation of well what is it to be young and hip but what if you're just young and awkward what if you're right. finding yourself and you don't know quite who you are you like what you like but is it necessarily the cool thing inverted commas and um and so that was that was when my journey became kind of more tainted i would say because i was i was still a child and i was i wasn't sure of what i should be doing you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was relying mm -hmm. on these adults with the experience to guide my career. And so I personally don't feel that I had the best guidance at that time. Yeah. And um, and so for me, you know, it, it didn't work and it didn't work for them either. And for I mean, fortunately, the silver lining was that I wasn't held in a contract for years and years, which you can, you know, sometimes hear of because I did sign like maybe a four or four or five album deal. Yeah. And um and I didn't even get to produce one album. But what I did gain from that experience was I got to travel the world again. <laughs> on somebody yeah. on somebody else's dime <laughs> i got to travel i got to travel the world courtesy of, of sony and i got to work with amazing songwriters and producers so i got to work with gary barlow um and his company at the time they were called um true north um uh -huh. productions and um, something like that and with elliot kennedy and tim woodcock and they were just the most loveliest people that i think I, that i've ever met i don't know if it's a northern so you, thing but or what but just the loveliest people yeah i mean it's a shame like you say you were so young and you you know had these aspirations and then you're kind of being managed by you know people and and then it's not working <laughs> and what would you say to an artist today that may be going into a, a new deal um and might experience the same thing like what advice would you you know looking back now at then you would you would have told yourself now you know uh, to help somebody navigate and you know know what they want and be able to be the artist that they want to be mm. oh there's so there's so much and yet there's so little i'd want to tell <laughs> that younger one <laughs> do you know what i mean because it's yeah. all part of it's all part of developing who you are and who you're going to become now um but what I what I feel I would say is try, try not to um, let it sink so deep. Try not to take everything so personally. And what I mean by that is that you are the best that you can be right now. Mm -hmm. And so if that best is not good enough for someone else, is that's not on you that's not on you and so try not to take that personally and that is in all areas of life but in particularly in regards to being um signed that is what i would say and i would also say that you know it can be scary to kind of go against the grain and if you have an idea and it's against somebody who has more experience than you you think yeah. or you think knows knows best or knows better knows more it still doesn't devalue what you know and your sense of right. worth so so those two things i think that i would i would say and hope that 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 younger me or the younger person i'm talking to take some comfort from that but 
like I said, the whole experience has definitely defined or helped to define the musician that I am today. And so I'm always like, it's very, it's bittersweet, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think what you said there about, you know, maybe not being right for that person, it's nothing to do with you. And you hear, or we've heard over the years, so many stories of bands or singers that have, you know, been turned away from management companies mm-hmm. or dropped from another label. Um you know, because they've not personally liked it or thought it was going to work. And then now look at them, they're multi-million, uh, you know, album selling artists. Right. And, you know, it just goes to show don't, you know, don't give up. And as you learn and you have been able to, you know, get back up from that and, and work and, and do what's organic to yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, no matter, no matter how you're treated and, you know, because there was a period like after I had, um, after my deal with Sony had ended and I was still in touch with um, the person who signed me um, and he, you know, he, he was lovely, bless him. And I, and I was managed, I was still being managed. And there was a point where I couldn't even get a call back. And that I felt, even at that young age, I was like, this is the most disrespected I think I've ever felt in my life. That, that regardless of whether we're going to continue. And I had a very clear sense of what I, what I am willing to, what I'm willing to stand for or accept. And I was like, this is not acceptable to my young self or, you know, it's just Mm. not. And it was that if it's over, just say, just, just, let's just be clear because I was never, yeah. I, I was never the type of person, even at that age, that was like, oh, we haven't done enough for me, or you need to do more. Or, what are we going to do? I was always like, okay, what's the next step? What's the next plan? Mm. Like always looking forward. You know, there were there were days where it's like, gosh, I, I don't want to get out of bed. But then, yeah. you know, I think you have to allow yourself that time to just process and just be in whatever state you're in, and then whatever day that comes where you feel like getting you know putting your best foot forward you do that um so that was difficult for me having that that disrespect and for a period I thought you know what I don't know if I actually want to continue in the music business if if this is what I have to contend with and so I took some time out um and but not very long because music well you know it just haunts you <laughs> and if you're if you're meant to do it it will not leave you alone it will not leave you alone yeah. and i'm so thankful for that i'm so, so thankful. yeah we're, i think everyone's thankful that it didn't you know didn't leave you alone <laughs> so you know you talk about picking yourself back up mm-hmm. again um and then talk to us uh, about the kind of the next part and then we can talk you know what you're doing now you know some fantastic things um who you sing with at the moment and what you've been doing around the world cool. yeah so picking myself back up um was a was a a, a family effort I think um, I came back to where, you know, I, I get the love and the support the most and that's home with my, with my parents and my, my siblings and, and, and my community actually. But there was also a bit of pressure there because it was like, Oh, so what's happened? What's happening? When are we getting this record? And I'd just be like, Oh, I think we just, <laughs> I think we just cut out a minute there. Sorry, Sally, go back. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Go back. Yeah. Where did you where did you hear me uh, up to? Something about my record. Oh yes. People are like when is when is the record coming out? What's happening? And I'm just like, oh, I've got nothing to say. But I was honest. I just said, you know, it didn't work out. And then um so dealing with other people's expectations was a bit difficult. Yeah, that and, must that must be hard because everyone's thinking like, you know, when you yeah, as you said, when's the hour when's coming in, you know, you're like, well actually yeah. it's not. Uh, yeah. And, and to think, this day, yeah, and to this day, I still have, I still have that where people are like, um, oh, so what are you doing? You still doing music or, um, uh, you know, oh, you should have been here. Or, and I'm like, well, I guess I'm just where I'm supposed to be. Supposed to be, yeah. You know, and, but there's all, there is always that. And people often don't, they don't see all of the, the legwork going on underneath. They just see you know, the shiny bits that I might present, even myself that I might present, you know, on social media and so on. And they also think that if you're not in that top tier 
of superstardom. You're not successful. You're not successful. How are you making a living? And I know that I said that when I was younger that I wanted to be signed, but I also said I want to make a living from music. And I have done that. So, and part of that after the whole Sony thing was I just, you know, I just became an independent musician, which is if you're going to do music without the backing of any labels, management, you know, stuff like that, then you're independent. And um, fortunately being in Bristol where there was such a healthy music scene, live music scene at that, um, I was just like, I was away because I could work with this musician and this musician would recommend me to that musician and that mm-hmm. musician would recommend me to this one. And it just moved around like that. And, um, and then at some point I received funding from the Prince's trust. I know, I, I know that I'm going to skip out a lot of stuff, but there is just so much. Yeah, no, that, that's <laughs> you know? fine. But um, I, I received some funding from the Prince's trust. And I think I, I invested that into creating um, actually into just developing and finding out what I wanted to do. And then I recorded an album with, with all live musicians and um, which I'm really proud of called secret side. And some of those songs were songs that I um, had written. I had written during my time being signed um, with Sony when I, I view it more as a developmental deal than yeah. a recording contract now. Um, and I just kept working and just kept working and working. And then um, I decided to go back and study. So during that time, I was a musician. I was studying for my degree in in music and and to earn a living. I was also teaching at Stroud College as a performing arts and a singing teacher. So I was quite busy and I'd had two children by then. <laughs> yeah. Wow, you just, you know take it all on but how amazing yeah. that you were able to turn that what you just said there to me you know really resonated you now look back and you turned that into a positive so whereas some people could look back like i wasn't successful it didn't work out but you were like you learned so much valuable skills within the music mm-hmm. industry and music writing music how to you know be a professional in the industry during that time to then be able to continue and make a full-time career of being a musician that that's fantastic yeah, abs- thank you. And and absolutely. And you know what, what really um, struck me as well was like you said, the experience that you gained, like you might not necessarily see value in it immediately, but there's somebody out there that when you speak to them, that information that you share, it's helping them in some way. And that's what I found with the, with the teaching side and which is why if it, it was such a natural progression, like if I wasn't performing or recording, then I'd be teaching and it and I was getting uh, a similar kind of reward from it because I was seeing people develop mm. something in them which is just really really beautiful and it's something that um that I've always I've always I've always really liked doing so yeah I'm going to be doing more of that especially during lockdown yeah amazing now i really want to um we can't like say that we could talk so but there's so many things that happen but let's talk about the something that i think is really exciting is that who you know you currently sing um with black box yeah Um, now for anyone who doesn't know who black box you should because these are my jam these songs um you know back in the 80s and 90s they were big and had some you know fantastic songs you know right on time everybody everybody fantasy was in my all-time favorite yeah um and now you sing with them and you've been touring the world talk to us about that um experience oh wow okay so should i tell you about how that even came to be because that's quite a funny story so uh so it's a sunday morning and i'm at a dance competition for my children or my well my son was dancing and um my family are all there and I get a phone call and I see this number. It's unfamiliar. I'm like, Oh God, it's Sunday morning. I don't want to, and I don't want to deal with anyone. I don't know. But something told me to answer. I answered it. And it was a friend of mine, a guitarist friend called Murph. He was like, hi, Sally, you're right. I was like, yeah, 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 I'm fine. Uh, what's up? <laughs> he said, um, are you free by any chance today? And I was like, uh, well, not really, but what's going on? He said, well, I'm in this band and their singer, she missed their flight, her flight. 
And so they really need a singer ASAP. I said, well, where's the gig? They said, it's the Ashton. I think it was the Ashton court. I think it was there. And um, I was like, okay. So, and he said, well, do you know these songs? And he said, right on time, everybody, everybody, fantasy. And I said, well, I know fantasy, but I don't know the other two. And he said, oh, well, let me send you them. Because I think he probably thought, there's no way that you don't know these songs. Yeah, You're, how did you not know those songs? <laughs> you know, I think it was, just, it was early. It was early and, you know, my brain wasn't completely switched on in that mode. So he sent me the songs and I was, oh, yeah, of course. I was like, duh. <laughs> 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 of course I know these songs. Yeah, 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 I know them. And he was like, cool. So do you think you could, like, perform them, like, those three songs uh could you perform them in about three hours i was like um yeah 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 why not oh my gosh and so <laughs> from then i spoke to my my sister and my mom i said look micah has just he's just danced i've seen him perform i can be back in time for his next, <laughs> for his next competition um, can, I'm going to go and do this gig. And they were like, yeah, 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 go and do it. I go and get in my car. My car breaks down. So I'm not going anywhere. Oh, so no. we're back inside and I'm like, Lucy, this is my, my older sister. I'm like, Lucy, can I borrow your car? She's like, yeah, take it. Throws the keys to me. <laughs> and I get in her car. I go home. I get ready because I am not dressed for the stage. I'm not at all. And so I get ready in about 30 minutes, jump in the car head up to um, Ashton Court. And this was the moment that I was like, I just love this. I drove up and got to the first security person. I said, I'm, I'm Celestine and I'm singing with Black Box. And they were like, oh, oh, okay, oh, great, yay. And they just let me right on. <laughs> <laughs> and they just let me right on in, got to the next security. I'm Celestine and I'm singing with Black Box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, go straight up to the stage, straight to the stage. And I drove my car literally side by side to the stage, jumped out. And I was greeted by Murph, who gave me a big hug. and said, like, thank you so much, Sally. Met the other two. Um, so the founder of Black Box, um, Dan, Danielle. And um, he was like, thank you so much for doing this. Now, you know what I realized as I was like driving up there and I was listening to the songs I was realizing that yeah I know these songs when the records are playing <laughs> like, I know I know them when the records are playing but now I'm having to sing the lead vocals so I there was this moment of oh oh man yeah you know I've gotten myself into this and I'm I am going to get myself out so I have my iPad with the lyrics and it's absolutely useless because by the time I get on stage, set the iPad up, the music does not call for a stationary kind of performance. No. So it just went completely out the window. And so what I, so what happened was I was singing the songs as best as I could making up the lyrics, you know, making up the lyrics, making sure the melodies kind of tied in with the original song kind of and then i was looking at the crowd and they were singing along and they seemed to know the songs better than i did so then i was like okay i'm gonna use you guys as like uh, as my you know prompters yeah and it, and it worked and so when right on time came now i was just like okay i know this one and then i went no 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 i don't know that bit no. I can't remember what what is, what's what are they saying on that? <laughs> but I but again I blagged it and I'm you know I'm sorry for I'm sorry not sorry for the people of of that particular gig. I think we all had a great time, yeah. but um but the the future gigs are way 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 better because I actually know what I'm singing. Um, yeah. and you and tour I, all over the world. And I taught all over the world with them because when I came off stage, I was like you know I did my and they were like we loved it we loved it thank you so much and they said can we call you on monday with more dates and you know in this kind of industry unfortunately it's become the norm to you know get these kind of offers and nothing happens so i just said yeah 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 no problem again not expecting anything 
But Monday came and their agent was on it. Are you available for this, 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 this? And that is my my journey into Black Box. And I've been touring with them all over the world since. And it's been amazing. Absolutely amazing. I was showing my um, husband the other week. Um, I think you were in Sao Paulo yeah. one time. And just like Brazilians, how much they love music. And I just remember watching it thinking like, wow, that is such an experience. And oh. how awesome to suddenly be part of that uh, band. It's just fantastic. It really is. It's just, it's really magical. And it's like reliving you know reliving my youth as well and um and it's also reliving my fantasy of you know like of being this this diva and having just these amazing being able to sing these amazing songs whether they're mine or not you know it's like it's just a privilege and um and i love and i love touring i love being being able to meet people from all parts of the world and it shows how versatile you, you know you are you talk about you know back then everyone thought that you were going to be this jazz singer but actually you know you you do r&b you've sung with uh drum and bass bands you're doing pop mm -hmm. you can you you can do everything and that's uh and i want uh, to yeah yeah, yeah and, I, and i really want to because i i just love music i love good music so i work with dr mika drum and bass and they're and he's amazing and a producer called break both like magnificent talents in their field and then i also do my own stuff which is not as as popular but it's uh it's me and that's yeah. and i'm getting a lot of pleasure with sharing my music and then i'm also recording i do a lot of recording sessions and i actually two years ago i recorded um on the prodigy's track i think it's called time bomb um, just uh, vocals just went into the studio added to that and I've also on the Chemical Brothers um, album wow. most recent album that that won a Grammy so it's like even though you know I'm a part of all of these different projects and I get so much out of it not just as if you know if I was just focusing on my own solo career yeah great and I mean like you say, you have children and you're touring the world, like you've just got it all under control. You're making it look seamlessly easy, which I'm sure it's not. It's not. I have a great support system. That's all I can say. <laughs> I mean, you're like, buy mommy's off to Brazil. See ya. Oh my gosh. I mean, at, there was a time when the children were like, oh, that's fantastic. That's great. They're, we're so happy. Mommy's a singer. Yay. And then as they started getting older, they're like, um, yeah, that's all good. But when are you going to take us? <laughs> they, they, they want some of the the, the life they, they want to live their best lives too and they want to do that with me and i i cannot blame them and you know yeah. i think i've you know i've brought two two sassy human beings into the world so that's that's what i get <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get that's what we get for being like that at school ourselves absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> well hopefully you'll be back to to that soon yeah. talking about one experience we are coming towards you but i want to quickly kind of uh, touch on it you did suddenly go back to um you know television uh, and we did mm -hmm. see you again um and you were on the voice and you were you know uh, turned around and you were i think it was tom jones's team talk yeah. to us about you know you you went for the voice again and how that experience was compared to your you know first time experience with star for a night yeah i mean well the first time well i won <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> slight, yeah. <laughs> slight difference but um <laughs> no i'm just saying but um, <laughs> but i'm not <laughs> and, uh, no. um, so the the a and r guy for um who worked with me when i was signed to sony he then left sony and i think he became like a, a scout for the voice so um, I by this time I was getting on with my life, you know, being a musician, being a, a, a gigging musician, loving that. And uh, I get a, a phone call or an email saying, "Oh, the Voice are holding auditions." In fact, I received numerous messages from different people saying the Voice are trying to contact you. And I was like, "Okay, that's that's good," but I'm not interested. At that yeah. time, I was just not interested. And I think that was one year. And then the next year came around and I was being contacted again. And I said, you know what? Like, I'm just not interested. And then we were watching The Voice and Micah, who I can't, I can't remember how old he was. He might have been eight or nine. And he was watching The Voice and he said, 
you should go on The Voice. And I said, no. I said, no, no, no. And he said, why not? And I said, because I just don't want to. And he said, but why not? He said, you're a singer, aren't you? And I said, yes. And he said, then you should, get, then, then you should go on The Voice because you can really sing. Like these people, you can really sing. And it was really interesting because in that moment, um, I my answer to him of why I didn't want to do it wasn't good enough in his eyes. There was no logic in it because you just don't want to. When actually yeah. the truth was that I've, you know, in my head, I've been on Star for a Night. I've been signed. I'm doing my own thing. Do I really want to go back to, to, that. to that? And also, you know, tele these televised programs have their own reputations anyway. And I'm very, and I was very aware of that. And do I want to go on telly and be judged? Like, you know, that yeah. was a real, by this point, I think going through the whole, you know, recording um, label and, and that experience, I realized just how judgmental you have your own judgments against yourself, your own insecurities, then add other people's on top. I was like, do I, do I want that in my life? But my yeah. son, and, yeah, sorry. And these, uh, yeah. And these shows like compared to star for a night back then we just watched and, you know, didn't just, but since then we've had so many reality singing shows. Mm -hmm. It is all about, as soon as someone opens they're like, no, don't like it. Yeah. Like it's such a different experience. Yeah. It's not necessarily about the voice, you know, and, and that's something that's very, that's very clear. But, I know that my answer to him was coming from a place of fear, actually. Mm -hmm. And so in wanting to be able to pass on to him that, you know, if you work hard and if you have a dream that you can also achieve what you what you want to achieve, then I'm kind of I'm being a hypocrite. I'm being mm -hmm. a bit of a hypocrite, whether he knows it or not. I know it. And that's bad enough. So I decided, you know what, whatever, I'll, I'll go and do the audition. I'll do the blooming audition and no expectations, but I kept getting called back. And each time I was just like, okay, well, that's good. I think I, I did my best. I'm going home and getting on with my life. Kept getting called back until you are on the show and you're going to be doing the blind audition. And, um, and I think the thing that stands out to me the most with that experience is that by this time I'm in my thirties now I'm like my like maybe 30, 31. And I knew who I was. And I said, I'm, if I'm going to go on this show, I'm going to sing a song that I want to sing the way that I want yeah. to sing it. And I did a funk song, which was fun, but you know, but it just gets me every time makes me want to dance, makes me feel good. And I went on the show and Tom Jones turned around. And what they didn't show was that after he turned around, Will I Am, Kylie Minogue, and oh, I can't remember. Uh, the, the, I can't remember. And, but, you know, they turned around and Will I Am was like, his feedback was so powerful. And I was actually a bit gutted when the BBC kind of edited out every single thing that happened after um tom jones turned around because will i am was like wow like you know love your style love your voice he said that you are definitely one to watch out for he said that you could like you could win this and he said i didn't yeah. he said i didn't turn around because i literally just picked another singer who has a really big voice but he said that you're definitely a contender. And he said, you know, and he asked me about myself. Oh, you're a dancer. And he's like, oh, so can we see some of your dance? And so the band, like on the spot, just started playing a rhythm. And I went yeah. around the stage, the crowd loved it. And I just, I just did a, you know, just a bit of African solo, solo yeah. dance. And um, my family were there, my children looking amazingly gorgeous and cute. <laughs> and my family just looking like completely hyped and having fun. And they didn't show any of that, not one bit. In fact, they just showed, okay, Celestine's been picked. And, and I thought at that point, you know what? Okay, I know where I'm at. And yeah. for the- Why do you think that, why do you think that is? You know, I- I believe that they have an idea of who they want to win from the beginning. Um, but, but ultimately there's no proof of that. And I, and I don't know, I would have to say confidently that I don't know, but 
I know what they did do. And it just, for me, it just kind of made me lose a bit of heart in that process all over again. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And mm. But what I do know is that I, I went there and I gave my best. Um, and and you were you were fantastic. Oh, I loved thank it. you, thank you so much. And it was again, you know, even though it went that way, the whole process was actually really lovely in terms of um, like I I loved the other singers that I met. Um, I didn't I didn't feed into the whole competitiveness, and maybe that's one of the reasons why I I wouldn't go any further is because for me, singing is about singing, and it's about it's about self and it's about sharing, but it's not a selfishness necessarily about trying to be one up on someone else, <laughs> which totally yeah. goes against the battle. <laughs> it totally goes against yeah. that. But, um, but it was, it was an enjoyable process. It was just the editing afterwards that I felt really, I felt really let down by, by the voice, mm. but it's something that, you know, again, I was in people's, um, I was in the, the public presence again and um and I I I can't say whether it helped massively but it helped a bit. And what an amazing thing, you know, role model for your for your children, right? Uh, you you put yourself out there and you and you get you got to show them mummy again, you know, where where she belongs. I I see you know, uh-huh. everyone enjoying everyone enjoying your music and you gave it a go and that's a great message to anybody, uh-huh. you know, just go for it and enjoy it and take every moment as it comes. Thank you. And and I continue and I will continue to put myself out there because you just don't know what's around the corner, you know, and um, mm-hmm. and I've definitely found that in in my career I've definitely found that with the people that I've met just having an open mind and an open heart there's just been a lot of a lot a lot to be thankful for well amazing stories like i said i could just sit i feel like i've not spoken to you for so long i could sit here for I another know. 20 years and just oh talk. my gosh i want that <laughs> such amazing things and I, I hope i keep saying to you we should get together and definitely do a song center i'd love to sing with you that would be amazing i'd love that darren let's let's do it that's the thing is let's yeah. just do it time is you know let's do it we have the time when we can see each other yes, yes. <laughs> well just before i let you go like so you've given so many insights into such a varied you know career and with it in the industry and live music and touring and writing and everything that you do dance um for somebody that's wanting to you know get into the entertainment industry maybe they're you know us again at 17 or they're in the industry and they're in a funk or whatever what would be your advice to to somebody you know wanting to have a career in this industry um i would i would like to assume that this person um no matter what happens music is is with them and and nothing is going to kind of get in the way of that and what i mean by that is that even if you have to do, you know, other jobs, even if you're not a working musician, but you've got to make a living doing other things, music is still there, it's still very much a part of who you are and what you want to to achieve. And I would just say, it sounds easy to say, don't give up. But actually, to me, giving up was a lot harder. Do right. you know what I mean? Um, the thought, like, walking away from music was harder for me than it was to just keep on enduring (laughs) you know so I would say just like remember try to remember why you want this career you know and if and I guess I'm more speaking for those who know who it's a it really is about the music because it's a lot easier than to kind of like focus and and keep going yeah 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 great advice um i'm going to be sharing all of celestine's platforms where you can follow and look at her music um you've got celestinemusic.com and i'll be posting her other platforms and like she she does have her own music that's out i think the last single if i remember was queen that's out now right the your single that you made the last one yeah the last one was called fly um but they're they're all available um to buy online awesome celestine absolute pleasure um i'm so excited to see what you do next um and i'm sure it's uh, not the last time that we're going to see you on screen <laughs> um and i hope i get to see you soon and i really hope i get to come to a black box yeah. game that would be uh, my oh favorite my in brazil, in brazil. <laughs> let's do that in brazil well let's get the brazil people on board i mean they are they're ready for a party they're ready 
yeah they're always ready well thank you very much for joining me on industry insights and take care celestine Stay thank safe. you big love to you too lots of love bye, bye. Thanks again for joining me on Industry Insights with DPDS. It's been a pleasure having you. We will see you next week for our next episode where I'll be interviewing more entertainment industry professionals, sharing their stories. Until then, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and all the links will be provided in this podcast. Until then, enjoy your morning, afternoon, or evening. And most of all, stay safe.